Hi, this is Charles Wong coming to you live from WeWork on Bohem Strand. On the eighth floor here, I'm here with Julio Orr, who's a founder and CEO of Happier. So just so everyone knows that Happier is the first HR in a box solution in Asia. They're currently servicing uh, companies who are on their platform for their next generation job platform. That includes video production, payroll, recruitment, and recruitment marketing. So welcome, Julio. Welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome to be here with you, Charles. Uh, tell you a little bit more about our story. So thank you. Cool. So can you give our listeners a little bit of uh, understanding about what H- what is an HR in a box solution? Yeah, so HR in a box solution is that real end-to-end solution, a holistic approach, because I think for a lot of organizations, um, you know, there, there's a lot of changes, the landscape's changing, and um, I think there's also that um, it sort of helps them to be able to have one provider that can really help them from end to end. And that comes from the things that you've mentioned. So we have a modern job platform, which is called uh, Happier. Uh, and um, that helps them with their employee branding. And it, it, it you know, utilizes the, you know, modern content and, and ways to, to reach candidates. Um, we also use recruitment marketing, which is using, you know, paid social media, Instagram, Facebook. So it's been able to reach candidates where they spend most of their time. Um, and also, you know, we have recruitment, um, we also have payroll, um, and we also have, you know, the video production. So helping them to create employee branding content. And because we have the HR lens, you know, we're really able to, to bring that to um, how companies uh, build or, or how they capture the employee branding to, to present it to candidates. Because it's very different to when you present in another, like your hotel brand or a product. Mm. Um, employee brand is so different. Um, so yeah, we, we help uh, companies to, to tackle all that and, and, and do it in the, in the best way. Mm, great. So what should employers really think about these days, you know, and how should they be looking at your solution in terms of helping them? Because HR in a box is, there's a lot of things for them to swallow, right? Mm. So how do you um, let them understand um, what they should be using from Happier in terms yes. of services? Yes, I, th- I think, you know, why companies uh, will come to us is because, you know, we're, there's, a, there's a couple of things. One is that we have that holistic approach and sometimes you might have a pain point and you think that this might be the solution, but you might be able to do other things in addition to that or, or maybe instead of. Um, so we're able to see the whole picture. Um, and we're also tech driven. We're, we're a tech company. Um, we are building tech products that, mm-hmm. that can bring more value to, to companies that can then help them bring um, better candidate experience or attract more talent. Uh, so, so then we're able to really um, look at different um, touch points for them and, and figure out with them what would be the best approach and then offer them the right solution because it's not one thing, one, one size fits all. Um, I think you do have to be somewhat tailored, um, especially because, you know, the market today is so demanding. Um, candidates are demanding. Um, so I think, you know, we're up with the trends. We're, we're, we're very much about what's working today and what's working today may not work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's truly trying to, you know, be very data driven and, and be able to make sure that we're helping companies to, to stay competitive with the right methods that's great mm-hmm. so that's looking to this um so what do millennials really want in terms of a job right so when they uh, graduate or when they're out in the job market looking for a platform what are they really looking for in in the company 
in their bosses, in the environment? Can you sort of help us to understand is what is the current landscape for job spe- uh, seekers look like? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that, um, you know, understanding what they want, it's also important to understand, you know, how they've got to there, you know, what, what's sort of been the background to that. So, you know, I think if we look at the millennials, it's typically anyone with 10 years of experience and you think about what they've been through or what their parents have been through, um, you know, through, through the 2008 crash. And, um, you know, I think candidates have sort of come to think that, you know, there's more to to life than just finding a job or a paycheck. Um, And it's probably not something that's new to us. Like we've always sort of maybe thought of that subconsciously, but I guess things maybe took different priorities. Um, But I think from that and and other other factors, um, you know, I think candidates are very consumer driven um, because they're digital. They're used to um, getting uh, information more readily. Mm. Um, So I think all these things kind of um, shift towards candidates or millennials, um, wanting more than the the paycheck which is you know what's the company the culture like and who am i going to work with and uh, what does the company care about do they care about things that i care about and um all these things it's it's not easy to put through in a job description right um so that's why they they they're sort of demanding to to know more about the company uh, mm-hmm. to help them sort of decide whether you know this is right for them right. um so i think yeah millennials definitely have shifted uh, in terms of like what they want. Um, and that's why companies today also have to adapt to, to sort of make sure that they're kind of delivering the message or in the right way. So, you know, I grew up as a Gen X, right? Mm. When I was looking for a job, I didn't really care about the working environment. I just cared about the status of the job itself. Mm. So I went and applied to the jobs that everyone thought was cool to have. So so that mindset, I guess, has changed over time, right? Because yes. now I see a lot of the people um, looking at jobs, but if the fit is not right, mm. if the culture is not right, they're mm. not going to go there. Exactly, right. exactly. I, I also remember when I was um, looking at applications and I looked at Deutsche Bank, mm. I remember going through the application. And at that time, it felt like, you know, candidates had to jump through hoodles. Yeah. Like everyone wanted to work for the Fortune 500 or the top tier banks. Mm. But Today, you know, you've got candidates joining who like, you know, amazing candidates like um, that could be joining like these big banks, but they're joining like uh, like small startups. Um, so, you know, I think candidates and, and they're taking less money as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just, you know, it's definitely very different in terms of priorities. So how do you find that um, if someone comes to your platform, mm. they like what they see? So how do you connect them to the company? Yes. So I guess in some sense, our, our platform, you know, has that matching, you know, so, so once they find a company that fits them, they've, they've had a look at the content, the, the different types of, um, like whether it's podcasts, videos, blog stories, Mm -hmm. um, then they can simply just apply directly and and it goes straight through to the company. So somewhat similar to what you find on other platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just that, um, getting them to apply, you know, making sure that they have what they need to know before they do. Um, but we're also building some tech into it as well. Um, that's going to have more value for the candidates, mm. uh, which could come through like, you know, understanding what's right for them. So a lot of candidates don't know what they want. Um, right. So helping them to figure that out, right. um, using some sort of AI and, and, and sort of um, tech to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of, you know, something we'll be um, bringing out a bit later on, uh, sure. which will be really exciting. 
Have you seen similar solutions like yours in the market? There are definitely. Um, I think when you take pieces of it, mm -hmm. um, so um, there are platforms in the US and Europe that have that kind of content uh, approach. Um, but I think in terms of the holistic sort of HR in a box, not not so much. Um, subsets of it, but not not the way we're doing it. Mm. Yeah. So I guess if you're going to offer HR in a box, mm -hmm. right, your value proposition to the candidate is come to us. We got the perfect job for you. So what happens if they don't find something that's perfect for them? Where yes. can they go to? That's that's a good question. So it's other things that we're building into it where um, it could be coaching related. Mm -hmm. It could be um, uh, other tools that can help them find figure out what they want. Mm -hmm. um, so but that's also something that we're kind of bringing out a little bit later. Correct. Um, but essentially, you know, we do want to become that everything kind of you know, if we're an app and everything app for, yeah. for the candidates. Um, because I think, you know, if you look at the two sides of the equation, right? So you mm -hmm. have candidates on one side, employers on the other. There could also be, um, you know, everything you're doing on the employer side is great. So you're bringing out the employer's DNA. Yes. To showcase the candidates. But there's also a lot of things that you can do with the candidates, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of helping them along the career path. Yes. Because most of them, if they were just new graduates or even they were mid-level career people, they still need coaching. They still need life support in terms of, you know, how they should go about, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing their jobs on an everyday basis, right? Yeah. Let's say if they have any emotional issues that they need, need, need to deal with at work, they have issues with their bosses mm -hmm. or... A lot of things that are preventing them from getting that great job mm. right so that's something yeah. are you guys trying to help them with yeah i think yeah. that's very true i think that sort of holistic approach is what yeah. we bring to everything um so it's not only just to the companies but the candidates like you mentioned mm. there's there's a lot of um dimensions to it right um and that's something that we're looking at longer term and right. and i think for us the the candidates are, are, are really important uh, because I think companies will will tend to always, you know, go somewhere where they're able to attract mm. and, and find the right candidates. So I, I think for us, candidates is number one. Um, how do we make sure that we give them the best experience? How do we make sure that we uh, understand what their needs are and, and then sort of build things that can help them with that? So There was one thing that you've mentioned to me, um, I guess, before our talk and I saw that mm. you were working on was this whole concept of matching personalities. Mm. Right, so assessing a candidate's personalities from their CV, from the social media, from a video interview, or even from the actual quiz itself, yes, right, or the questionnaire, mm. and being able to offer that to your candidates as well as to your employer, so that mm. if a candidate is an introvert, mm. they know right away uh, that they're an introvert, but they also are basically knowing what type of roles might suit them the best, mm. right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is um, something that will be very um, valuable for, for both parties, especially more so as I think there are, you know, a lot of jobs today that weren't around, um, you know, yesterday, mm -hmm. um, a lot more uncertainty. Yes. So I think that, um, yeah, I think on both sides, it can get a lot of value by having these tools. So so this is something we're, we're building. Okay. Um, but... Um, oh, that's with, really cool. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that would be really exciting. I think that that will really change things. Mm. Yeah. So let's focus a little bit about um, who you are and mm. you know how did you come up with this idea, right? Yes. So you want to tell 
the listeners a little bit about your background. Sure. Where'd you come from? And how did you get this idea off the ground? Yeah, sure. So um, I was actually thinking recently about, um, you know, going on stage and, yes. and people and, and thinking about how to present it. And I think initially I was I was thinking about the normal spiel, which is like, you know, the trends and this right. and that. And, and then I just sort of thought, you know, like what is what is the what is the real story? Yeah. And, and also, what, would it, what are we about? We're, we're definitely about, you know, that authentic um, helping companies to be authentic. And, yeah. and I think, well, okay, I need to be touted and it's maybe a little bit vulnerable. <laughs> you need to be authentic yeah, as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a bit out of my comfort zone because to, yeah. to be honest, I'm more introverted. So yeah. I don't like go out on stage and, you know, um, so then, and then the story I do tell, I tell my close friends or people I know well, but I thought that, you know, happier is me and, and, you know, sure. so I initially came up with the name because I thought about, you know, like what we're trying to achieve and, and candidates. And I think everybody has their own idea of what success is. And I think that is, you know, happiness, but then everyone has different um, measures of what that is. Mm. Um, but ultimately everyone wants to be happy, right? Yeah. And and whether it's making more money, you think that makes you happy or, sure. or having a, a following your dream job or, you know, your ideal job. Um, everyone has their own thing, but ultimately everyone's trying to be happier, right? That's yes. what we're always searching for. So So that's where happier came with. And then I, I was sort of soul church, soul searching a little bit and yeah. trying to think, because I think everything that we we say or do, there is subconsciousness to it. Mm. You know, like all our experiences, all our history has sort of led us to have certain thinking. Yes. Um, so I sort of dug deep a little bit. I'm like, where did this sort of come from? And um, I have sort of was speaking the other day to some friends and some people I admire and, and also getting some of their feedback. And I think it was interesting to, to hear that, you know, there was a suggestion, just say your story. So, um, so I told them like, you know, I was actually, I felt like I've won the lottery twice. Mm. Um, firstly, because, you know, when you're, when you're born, you have a one in four trillion chance. So even if you're born, you're already very lucky. Yes. Um, and then the other thing was like, so I was given up for adoption. So five to six, I was in an orphanage and I remember being in that orphanage and, I actually don't remember being sad there. I was just always being very optimistic. And I, I was always thinking something better, something good will happen. Um, yeah. And so I sort of had that optimism. And and then I was very lucky. I got adopted by an Australian family. Right. But um, that's very unusual because no, not many people adopt. You know, they want to have a baby, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I was like, feel like I won the lottery again. And so I think subconsciously I've always had that feeling that you know, everyone deserves it and everyone has that ability to, to find something to, to be happier. Um, I guess you always have to, you know, try and, you know, create that lack or, or be sort of have some sort of optimism and, and, and believe that, that it, it is there. So, so that's why I think subconsciously that that's yeah. where it's come from. And, and I think that our platform is really about trying to help people um, know and believe that th there will be something better out there um, if they're ready for it. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you need a few things to, to happen. And so we want those things. We want to help you to, to bring those, um, those things in place, whether it's uh, advice or whether it's, it's yeah. you know, having all the jobs in front of you with all the right content. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how it sort of evolved. So can I sort of sum it up? So mm. if everyone has already won the first lottery, yes, your job is trying to help people win the second one, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which is to find the, yeah. find the next great job, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you spend half your life in it. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you're enjoying what you're doing, then that, that's already, that's, you're doing well. Mm. So that's very noble. I mean, I guess most of the people that work all their lives 
I would say the bulk majority of them mm. don't really find happiness at their work, right? Yeah. Is that I, true or not? Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, there's a Gallup study that says 85% of people are not happy in their job. And and it's also hard, I guess, in some cases, it's not always possible, right? You, you have different, um, you know, circumstances. Yes. Um, but I, I just think that everyone deserves it. And, and if you have the chance, then I think you should, you know, definitely try to find what you love or find what you enjoy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're, we're trying to help that 85% uh, right. where possible. So you grew up as a as an orphan that was adopted. Yeah. So how did you go through life in terms of, mm. you know, looking at the world, you know, because of your adopted parents, right? Mm. So they brought you up in a nice environment. Yeah. So did that change the way that you looked at everything mm. in terms of, you know, what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? I think for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely had a very profound kind of change, um, but I think in a good way. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, there's sort of those cliche stuff like um, you, know, you get, get handed certain cards and it's what you do with them. But mm -hmm. I mean, I do believe like it's, it's I've always thought that, um, you know, it's, it's about how we react to things. That mm. That's the key. You know, things can always hit us, right? Yeah. Things can be very like this it's very hard to go through like your life 90 years or whatever yes. <laughs> without everyone's having life ups, is very hard right, right? Basically, yeah, yeah exactly so so i think it's just about how you um how you sort of interpret it and how you mm. respond to it um and i think always um you know believing that things you can you can change things mm. um so i think that sort of helped me along the way um so and and i think sometimes we we might try to avoid pain avoid um, these things but actually now when you think about it these things make you stronger and mm. it gets you into places that you wouldn't have been before yeah so um yeah i think it's embracing sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable but mm. embrace it and that comes through like when you're doing your own business when you have up you know uh, you know things you know it might be even in your job you know yeah. sometimes something might be upsetting but it's not the end of the world <clears throat> and sometimes usually better things come because of that yeah um it's just that in that point in time so i think being able to deal with very hard things mm. i've already dealt with <laughs> some yeah. of the hardest things in life so i think you know it's it's helped me to deal with things better so what uh, you know give our listeners a few examples of some of the things that you've dealt with in mm. setting up the business or even growing up as yeah. someone who was adopted right mm. yeah uh yeah so I mean, when I was at school, there was like, um, especially like in Australia, I mean, this was like 30 years ago or something, like 25, 30 years right. ago. And so having this kid from Colombia not speaking English, right. you know, in school, so you get teased and whatever. So, right. you know, that that was one of the, the first things that you kind of experience. Um, did, you, did you hear recently this weekend, there was a, a boy in Australia mm. who had uh, dwarfism. Mm. And then he was actually mocked by his uh, schoolmates. Yeah. And his mother came out on a viral video, mm. basically pleading with all the parents yeah. to basically control their kids and yeah. not um, and teach them not to bully. Yeah. Did you get bullied when you were a little kid as well? I did a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's very yeah. disheartening to yeah. see things like that because I, I think I was I didn't have the bullying to the extent where it really got me. 
affected mm. but you know i see on tv especially today because of social media and all those sort of things like it's, it's really painful to see and yeah. and i think as a kid you you sometimes don't even see what you're doing mm, like you're the other people yeah exactly right. because right. you're still developing your sense of what's right and what's wrong and right. so i think definitely it's you know parents like yes. um you have, you have to kind of make sure that they're, they're sh taught the right way or mm. shown the right way um but yeah that that that's really painful and I mean, it's something that I, I, I think is important to address. Mm. So I hope one day as we, we grow as a business, like we want to like tackle things that, yeah. I mean, I experience it to some extent, but, um, you know, there's other things where we can um, help to improve the life of other people beyond what we do day to day, right? Yeah. Um, so, because ultimately, you know, they're long-term going to be people right. that we help, you know, in their jobs. So how they're affected when they're little mm. kind of affects who they become as well. So, so I like that, which is um, what you're really saying to all the candidates mm -hmm. is that, you know, your job is to try to help them to be happier. Yeah. Um, in some sense, just take your story, for example, try mm -hmm. to help them to strike the second lottery. Yes. And I think that's what um, appeals. I think it would appeal to someone like me if mm -hmm. I were at that age in terms of going through and not knowing what's out there. Yeah. Because exactly. when I was going through school, mm -hmm. Um, there were just the big companies that yeah. came by and then you had to submit your resumes mm. and then the process was they they were the ones who were choosing mm. who to interview yeah rather than the opposite mm. which is you got to have both right you got to have the yeah. candidates choose you mm. but because of the prestige because of the size of the company you felt mm. like you were working for them exactly rather than mm. it was this company that you wanted to work for and that yeah. the company really cared about you exactly right? exactly it? yeah, yeah it's changed so much yeah. so much since then so i think companies are catching up but there's still a lot lot to do so where where do most companies falter in terms of today's day and age right mm. so how do you look at let's say a very household name mm. versus a fintech versus the mm. technology company where do you see the the pitfalls and mm. the problems that you faced yeah so i think it's um having a sort of longer term approach and being patient because like these things like building an employer brand does not yeah. happen tomorrow or overnight mm -hmm. you, you know takes time does and, it start from the top does uh it yes start from the uh, so management that's, yeah so that's, that's the other thing as well because yeah. um obviously if it's like a something at the board or the ceo level yeah um then it'll have the sort of investment and attention that needs right uh, and that's actually one of the topics where i think sometimes between the hr and the ceo they sort of throw it over yes. each other's court um but i think once they can realize that it, it'd probably be both but definitely the ceo it's got to be driven from the, the highest level right um, then i think you can start to see changes because especially like if you're a global company um you you won't see things if it's sort of you know tried to be done at, at local or at mm. regional sort of local level right um so i think that's starting to change but um, still still a bit of more still more to go yeah because it seems like to me that most ceos and most uh uh, senior managers in the mm. company don't realize that the whole culture, mm. you know, everything I speak to, every time I speak to the CEOs, the number one thing that they mention to me mm. that their employees mention mm. as a thing that they can improve on is just culture. Yes. Exactly. And oftentimes, I think the CEOs don't even know how to build culture. No, right? it's hard. And if you look at um, what happened uh, maybe last week mm. at the debates in the US. So you had Mike Bloomberg, who mm. runs the biggest, um, you know, data company in the world. 
uh, going up on the stage and have all the candidates questioning him on all these non-disclosure agreements that he had mm. with different women. Mm. So that kind of shows you that <laughs> even at the highest level mm. of these great companies, you still have these problems going on. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think, um, I mean, this this is something that's going to take a while to, mm. to sort of change. Um, but I think the organizations that are able to, um, they, they will start to be competitive. Because uh, I think you can be competitive on on so many things like your product and your tech, but yeah. ultimately it's the talent that's helping you mm. achieve achieve that. So, so you guys focus on tech, is that correct? Is uh, that, in terms you, of talent, or in terms of talent and trying to sort of providing this platform. Oh no, so we're no? we're fairly agnostic. So okay. across all industries, okay. um, at, at the moment it's focused on the core areas. So you know, digital tech, data mm -hmm. design. Um, product management, operation, sales. So we're not quite doing the sort of medical or very sort of technical areas. Okay. Uh, we will in the future, but um, so yeah, when you come to our website, you will see career paths. So see. those are the ones that we're focused on at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, good. Well, um, listen, I think it's been a very good conversation with you today. Um, are there any parting words that you'd like to say to your listeners to let them know exactly, you know, how to get in touch with you and then yeah. what they should be doing if they're looking for the next ideal job sure. in terms of hitting that next lottery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, we, first of all, like, you know, come to our platform, the www.happier.io. So happier is H-A-P-P-Y-E-R. Uh, okay. Um, but I think also just, um, you know, be uh, okay to, to move out of your comfort zone. Uh, definitely it's not easy to do mm. um, and um, you know uh, talk to people um, you know I think that all the information's out there um, whether it's you know re desktop researching or or just talking to people um, that are in fields that you're interested in I, I think it's just about doing it and and you know just getting out of your comfort yeah. zone a little bit and and that'll get things going it's always the the you know to a thousand steps it's a thousand miles it's the first step right yeah um, so just encourage pe people to take that step and and definitely come and talk to us if if they need some some direction or or you know opportunities. That's great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julio. Thank for you. This, uh, sort of helping us to understand. Uh, I think this would be very helpful for everyone to to see how they can really get the next job of their dreams, right? Yes. And I think um, you also run some dream jobs, is that correct? Yeah, we do a lot. Um, dream jobs is our off-campus student job fair. Oh, okay. Uh, we run them on, on generally in co-working spaces. They're made to be more dynamic, more fun. Um, they've been very successful. Um, we're moving them out to other locations, Singapore, China. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a great way for, for companies and, and students to connect in, in, di in different sort of kind of environments. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for coming to see us and uh, I hope to see you around. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much, Charles. Thank you, Julio. Thank you. Thank you.